When you were a teenager or in your 20s, what kind of gang did you hang out with? Were they like you? Or did you try to upgrade your status through your friends by trying to hang out with the popular, good-looking, rich kids, figuring that they could maybe open doors for you that might otherwise be shut? Did your strategy work? Or did your good-looking friends just steal your boyfriend or girlfriend? Is that what happened? I know a guy who would make friends with one stipulation. They couldn't be better looking than him. Are you guys like that? Are you girls like that? I often said that God should have made us all look alike. So there would be no favoritism or jealousy or envy on the basis of looks. Yeah, we should all look like a five foot four bald guy who loves to bowl. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I apologize if I just described you. I meant no offense. Now, who did Jesus pick for his 12 apostles gang? Well, he picked, he picked, there's that voice going again, cracking like that. I got no control over that. It happens or it doesn't. Jesus picked regular down-home folk for his apostles. Humble, hard-working fishermen for the most part. The three that stuck out the most were Peter, James, and John, with Peter getting most of the biblical print. And Peter was an impetuous, impulsive chap, oftentimes acting before thinking. He was the one who walked on water until he took his eyes off Jesus and sank. It was he that told Jesus that he doesn't have to die and go through with his crucifixion, at which time Jesus reprimanded him and said, get behind me, Satan. It was Peter who suggested setting up three tabernacles on the mountain of transfiguration for some unknown reason. And it was Peter who cut that guy's ear off in the garden that Jesus quickly repaired. And, of course, it was Peter, once again, who boasted that he would never turn on Jesus and fight to, and, and he would fight to the death for him if necessary, who then proceeded to deny him three times. So he was no A student, shall we say. But after he and the other apostles got filled with the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, he became a new man, a new courageous leader spreading the word of God. And one of the ways he spread the word, the good news, was to write two epistles or letters in the New Testament. A lot of good stuff in there as he talks about a life of obedience to Jesus Christ. Because as God said, if you love me, then you will obey me, which includes the original Ten Commandments, statutes, and doctrines expressed throughout the Bible. People ask, well, what rules and regulations do we do we have to still listen to from the Old Testament and which do we not do which do we not have to listen to? Well, if they are not repeated and emphasized in the New Testament, then pretty much generally you can disregard them. Sometimes they are directly de-emphasized, things like circumcision, which was the physical mark of somebody who believed in God the cutting away of flesh in lieu of a more spiritual consciousness that we have now. Animal sacrifice was discontinued, along with the necessity to eat kosher food only. Do we know what kosher food is? Well, that would include cows, sheep, goats, deer, chicken, turkey, trout, tuna, and salmon. That stuff, according to the Old Testament law, was okay to eat. But what's the stuff they were not allowed to eat? Hmm. Well, that would be pigs, crab, lobster, along with things like rabbit, vultures, owls, dolphins, and kangaroo. Things we don't eat anyway. Although kangaroo meat is popular in Australia. Hey, Italy is famous for their pizza, and Australia 
for their kangaroo delicacies. With a little bit of asparagus and rice topped off with some red wine. Or is it white wine with kangaroo? What's the proper etiquette there? Do you know? I like the kangaroo's long feet. I could see chopping off one of those to barbecue. Put it in a hoagie bun with mayonnaise, onions, tomatoes, and lettuce with some ketchup and mustard. I think volleyball and basketball players should eat this stuff. I hear the DNA and genetics of a kangaroo will help you jump higher. Either that or grow a pouch on your already oversized gut. Either way, you come out ahead of the game. Okay, let's get back to the book. Believers in Jesus receive, as the book says, an imperishable inheritance incapable of fading or defilement, which is kept in heaven for you. Now, what are they talking about? They're talking about how great heaven will be compared to this earthly existence. Everything in heaven will be everlasting and eternal. Nothing will ever fade away or get broke. Just take your best day on earth and see it multiplying minute by minute in an exponential fashion. As our love, peace, happiness, and joy will be a constant. There will be no dips of high excitement and low depressions. You can throw that out the window. That's all neurotic, crazy stuff down here on this planet. Everything will be refreshed and new, brand new for us to experience throughout our our eternal existence. As we enjoy this ultimate kingdom that God has put together for us in the new heavens and the new earth with our new glorified body. It's the ultimate happiness. And if you don't want any part of that, then that's on you. But as far as I'm concerned, I want every piece of it. I can't wait to get there. But in the meantime, we go through the various problems of life in order to pass the tests that God gives us. The book says, You may for a time have to suffer the distress of many trials, but this is so that your faith, which is more precious than the passing splendor of fire-tried gold, may by its genuineness lead to praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ appears. Now, some people know nothing about Jesus is coming down to earth the first time, let alone coming down the second, you know, once this world essentially blows up. People nowadays are so unaware, especially the latest generations of young people. Where are their heads at? I think most of them are so self-absorbed that they're too busy taking selfies all day long. What kind of life is that? I just saw a 24-year-old who had plastic surgery on her face. Now, why would she do that? Uh, how, how distorted does your mind and thought process have to be to look in the mirror and say, yeah, yeah, this is necessary. Necessary to spend thousands of dollars in order to make my face grotesque. Now, let's just accept the appearance and body that God gave us, huh? And that goes for liposuction, too. Now, I know some people have a genetic problem. Yeah, I understand that. But most people can deal with weight problems by simply watching what you eat and exercising to become healthier. Stop looking for an easy way out. Looking for some kind of butcher's axe to chop off a bunch of whale blubber. You don't find the whole process disturbing? By sticking a hose inside your body and sucking out the fat? Excuse me while I puke. Board guy, you got a bucket back there? 
I hope you can freely bring up God to family and friends, but sometimes they look at you like you got worms crawling out of your ears. As if what is wrong with you? Their message is loud and clear. Don't bring up God. But on this show, don't bring up God, we bring up God. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. It's the Don't Bring Up God show with Robert every Sunday morning from 8 to 9. Yo, we talked about throwing up on a boat, the Wizard of Oz, the prostate, and the bad attitude of an ostrich. But the best, most important topics of all are God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and the Bible. Yeah, come join the party and call us live at 610-720-7900. That's 610-720-7900. Woo, 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 woo. Hey, last week I mentioned to pray for the voice guy. Yeah, the last couple months, he's having some kind of pain thing in his abdomen somewhere, and they're testing him left and right, and they're not finding anything. I think he may have lost some weight, too. So uh, let's pray for the voice guy to get back on track and to find his 100% health once again. Yeah, so we can do more promos. (laughs) But no, that's not the reason. We want him here with us on this earth as long as possible. So please pray for for the voice guy. Thank you. So let's uh, all just keep the faith and go God's way. I think that would be best in our best interest. But then some people ask, why should I? What's the payoff? Well, the goal and payoff of faith is salvation. Where Jesus gets you through this life in the best way possible into the next into heaven, which is the prize we all should be aspiring to. Let's, co- let's continue to get closer to Jesus and pray for the power of the Holy Spirit to become, a new, be, to become a new man or woman, one who lives for God instead of ourselves as we primarily stay connected and in communication with God through the Bible so we don't backslide The book says, as obedient sons, do not yield to the desires that once once shaped you in your ignorance. Yeah, once you go God's way, don't ever sound the retreat and go backwards. This is a forward assault which never ends as we become more molded in the image and likeness of God. We need to be intent on becoming more holy which means to walk in Jesus' footsteps in order to become more like Jesus himself. Because everything Jesus went through, we go through in one way or another. He taught us how to handle every situation that comes our way, the good and the bad. His three-and-a-half-year ministry serves as our model on how to act as a true, loving Christian who loves God with all his heart, mind, soul, and strength, and loves his neighbor as himself. The book says, Become holy yourself in every aspect of your conduct after the likeness of the Holy One who called you. So let's not go the way of the world because the way of the world is a a distorted, perverted configuration of lies. And that's not what we're all about, is it? We seek the truth in the Bible. The book says, by obedience to the truth, you have purified yourself for a genuine love of your brothers. Therefore, love one another constantly from the heart. Yeah, from the heart. It seems some people nowadays love one another from their spleen or from their sphincter. You can't do that. Or from the small intestine which is about 15 feet long. Did you know that? That's higher than the basketball rim. Or as long as your garden hose. Maybe maybe wrap your small intestine like lights around the Christmas tree, huh? What about that? Although it would probably smell considering the content. Back to the book. It says, your rebirth has come. Not from a destructible, but from an indestructible seed through the living and enduring word of God. Here we go again. Anything connected with God is invincible and lasts forever. 
including the Word of God, which is described as a as a indestructible seed, a seed that continues to grow into a strong fifty foot oak tree if you let it and nourish it every day of your life by prayer and reading the Bible. And don't make excuses that you don't like to read because you can listen to every book in the Bible by going to Audio Bible on the internet. Just type in the book that you want to read out of the Bible and follow it by Audio Bible, and it will just pop up. So there's no excuses. Get on it. And the Word of God is more precious than gold. The book says, All mankind is grass, and the glory of man is like the flower of the field. The grass withers and the flower wilts, but the Word of God endures forever. Did you hear that? Forever and ever and ever. So let's stop living for the cheap, momentary, and pleasurable thrills of this life on earth. And begin to invest in things that last a lifetime and an eternity. What do you think? I mean, what do you think the wiser play here is? You either want to fall for Satan's tricks time and time again, or you want to go God's way. Walking right into his open arms, willing to love and protect you and take care of you. Just like a father and a three-year-old child. He's just there waiting for you to come his way, to become humble enough to submit to him and to trust him to call the shots from now on and for Jesus to lead you as you follow, just like his apostles did. That's all you got to do. It's really not that difficult. No, it really isn't. The book says, so strip away everything vicious, everything deceitful, pretenses, jealousies, and disparaging remarks of any kind. Because when we go God's way, we don't need any of that baggage anymore. We now traffic in truth and honesty, and truth in a God Almighty who has all angles covered. You don't have to be looking over your shoulder any longer, because there ain't nothing nobody can do to you anymore. Because you now play by a whole new set of rules. A set of new supernatural divine rules. And more than anything, you now have a new ace in the hole. That being Jesus, our leader. Who will absolutely never abandon you or forsake you. He'll never leave you hanging. Like your friend picking you up at the airport. Oh, there was construction on the highway and... And then I ran into an accident. Stop lying. You did not. First of all, you didn't want to pick me up because nobody likes to do that. And secondly, you took your good old time after you overslept. In fact, you probably wanted me to wait extra long so I would never ask you again to pick you up at the airport. Isn't that true? Yeah, I think it is. Now, would you rather drop off at departures or pick up at arrivals? I think we'd rather drop off because picking up can be a big pain in the patootie, as we know. Don't even think of saying the D word. Oh, oh, there's been a delay. <laughs> you don't want to hear that word. Now, you notice I talk about Jesus a lot. But that's what we're instructed to do. We can't get to the Father in heaven except through Jesus. That is very clear. Yeah, that guy who was laughed at, spat at, mocked, beaten, and killed by mankind. Yeah, that's the guy I now live for. You better believe I do. The book says, Come to him, a living stone, rejected by men, but approved nonetheless and precious in God's eyes. When you're rejected or ostracized, especially as a kid, that's more than likely a good thing because it means that you don't fit into this way of the world system. You're an outcast because you're not like everybody else. Well, who wants to be like everybody else? 
and sink. Going down deeper into the pit of misery? That doesn't sound inviting to me. I'm glad I'm different. I'm glad I don't fit in. And that you see me, some of you, as a reject. Because the funny thing is, at the end of time, especially, who's going to be the reject? Me or you? I'm just wondering. But again, we all have the freedom to live as we choose. You have the license to pretty much do whatever you want. All I'm saying is to have caution and be very careful because, remember, we will be held liable for our decisions and behavior. The book says, live as free men, but do not use your freedom as a cloak for vice. In a word, live as servants of God. Now, again, if you don't want to be a servant of God, if you don't want nothing to do with him, then so be it. Nobody's going to twist your arm to force you to go God's way. But you do need to take stock of your life from time to time, don't you? And look at yourself clearly in the mirror and ask yourself, what are you exactly trying to prove here? The way you deny your true feelings, the way you constantly attempt to show off to impress others, to impress people that really don't care anything about you to begin with. And how long are you going to hide your depression Misery and internal pain from others. When are you ever going to come clean and express to loved ones, and especially Jesus, our Savior, that you're hurting inside and that you do need help and that you're confused and don't know which way to turn? Because until you do that, you'll be lost out to sea in the middle of the ocean, worrying how long it's going to take till the sharks come get you. And it's only a matter of time before they do. Don't think some band of dolphins is going to come corral you and swim you to shore. Like Flipper might have done in that TV series years ago. Did you know that sound Flipper made was dubbed in? It was actually a recording of a kookaburro bird from Australia. Yeah, you heard me. Dolphins speaking clicks screeches and whistles not whatever flipper was doing it sounded good but it wasn't real as we're finding out more and more that everything in this world was not real what's next elvis's voice was dubbed in by some whale in the south pacific i wouldn't doubt it no I wouldn't. People are so concerned about politics today. Instead of being on left or right, like your very life depends on it, how about being up or down? Heaven or hell? Yeah, your life does depend on that, comrades. Don't bring up God keeps it all in perspective. No donkey or elephant party here, just God and the Bible. Don't bring up God is here uh, Sunday mornings on WAEB 790 AM from eh, 8 to 9, give or take. Give Robert a call at uh, 610-720-7900. And by the way, is donkey Democrat or Republican? Eh, who knows? Who cares? That number again to call is uh, 610-720-7900. Yeah, this is Don't Bring Up God. My name is Robert. I'm here with the board guy. Don't forget about the podcast. If you want to hit Don't Bring Up God podcast, all you got to do is search Don't Bring Up God podcast. Very simple once again. Everything's so simple. Simple is always best. The number, if you have something on your mind that you want to vomit out, this morning is 610-720-7900. Now, in the Bible, Jesus described how women should be, which could probably also apply to men. He said, your adornment is rather the hidden character of the heart expressed in the unfading beauty of a calm and gentle disposition. This is precious in God's eyes. And what's important and precious in God's eyes sometimes is, is meaningless in the eyes of the way of the world. But which is more important, God's way or the world's way? Would you rather be complimented one day by God directly, or would you rather be complimented by Joe Schmo three houses down from you? 
as he may compliment you on the precision of your grass edging that you did along the curb. Is that what's important to you? Or a compliment after picking up a split spare at the bowling alley? Are these the only things that are important to you? Getting puffed up by your fellow man? While it's nice to get compliments, it should be by far the least of our concerns. To be praised by God in the end for how we fought the good fight and finished the race and kept the faith, that's what we should be looking forward to first and foremost, don't you think? The book says, all of you should be like-minded, sympathetic, loving toward one another, kindly disposed, and humble. So next time you claim to be confused on not knowing what God wants you to do, reread that verse I just gave you. Again, there's no mystery on what God expects of all of us. And claiming ignorance that you just did not know is not going to hold water. That excuse will go nowhere. Because there is no excuse. If you don't know what God expects from you, then that's your own fault. Because you're too lazy and self-centered to get a grasp of the overall picture. And why we're here in the first place on earth living this life. So let's all make the effort to broaden our horizons. To enlarge our sphere of knowledge, wisdom, understanding, and intelligence. And how do we do that? By reading the New Testament, or read the book of Psalms, or Proverbs in the Old. And that's just for starters. There's so much in there. It's just waiting for you. Once you become a child of God, you will help return this world into what it should have been from the start. Because your thoughts and behavior will be now changed for the better. The book says, do not return evil for evil or insult for insult. Return a blessing instead. Now, why would you ever do that unless God Almighty told you so? As Jesus Christ did the same by his behavior while he was on earth. Because if you're going to rely on human nature to help somebody who doesn't deserve it, it will just never happen. But see, that's what reading and learning about the Bible is all about. You start putting in reverse all the things you would have done before you became a born-again Christian with a new mentality. Because these things definitely wouldn't have occurred to you uh, otherwise. Nah, they wouldn't. So feel honored and privileged now that they do. That your thought pattern and behavior is different from everybody else. As people look at you strangely wondering why you did what you did. As you walk away with a smile on your face, hoping one day that they'll get it and understand as you do now. And some people never get it, no matter what you're trying to explain. They just look at you with that deer-in-the-headlights look in their eyes. Things just don't compute. And then you begin to think that if you continue in your attempt that they just might short-circuit like a computer and blow up with their head exploding clear off their shoulders right in front of you. Then what are you going to do? Cleaning up all the brain tissue? Hoping the cat licks most of it up? Mixing it in with the dinner lasagna, perhaps? Yeah, you might do that. It is organic. The book says... He who cares for life and wants to see prosperous days must keep his tongue from evil and his lips from uttering deceit. Now, these prosperous days can possibly be had down here on earth for sure, but guaranteed in heaven. Even though there will be no need for money anymore, we will nevertheless see prosperous days because we can be prosperous in so many different ways than just monetarily. Remember, nothing plus Jesus is everything. And everything minus Jesus is nothing. May not make sense, but is very true. The book says, 
He must turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and follow after it. Because the Lord has eyes for the just and ears for their cry. But against evildoers, the Lord sets his face. And the Lord setting his face is not a good thing. Don't think you're going to bend the rules and get over on God and still find your way into heaven in the end. Because God is all-powerful, all-seeing, and everywhere. And he's all about justice. We will all deserve what we get. And there's not going to be any buts about it. You know, when, when you're reprimanded, punished, and sentenced, you're not going to be able to go, oh, but, 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 like Sergeant Schultz. Because the mic's going to be turned off. Nobody's going to be listening. You'll be just wasting your breath. And some know already in their mind and heart, before they even get judged, that what you deserve is not going to be pretty. Because you can fool others, but you're not fooling yourself. And you know that. So there's a reason why you're scared of death and dying, isn't there? You know, you know that it's time to pay the piper. And this time, there's no escape hatch or little trap door for you to crawl in to escape and to, to, to leave the festivities to come, which aren't festivities, but major punishment and God's wrath. You know, you, you, look, to, you look for that little trap door, crawl through it and, uh, and, and through a little tunnel to a safe small room to hide. Well, that's not going to work. I once walked through the halls of this huge abandoned monastery, and there was, like I said, a little trap door that you crawled in to this small hidden little room. And I often wondered what that was for. It was very creepy, to say the least. And the whole thing reminded me of Dracula's castle. Everything was big, the big thick doors, the big tall windows and long hallways, very scary. I almost expected to find corpses and skeletons back there or trapped, kidnapped, unsuspecting young victims. Hey, you never know nowadays. I'm lucky somebody didn't shut the door on me when I was in there, becoming one of those skeletons. I'd be yelling for help for days with nobody to hear me. It's as though I'd be trapped in a coffin. Yeah. Okay. I got to stop. I'm frightening myself. I don't want nightmares tonight or daymares for that matter. So let's move on. The book says, if you should have to suffer for justice's sake, happy will you be. It is better to do so for good deeds than for evil ones. You know, and that doesn't really seem to make sense to us, does it? It doesn't seem right that we should have to suffer for good deeds, does it? But sometimes it happens. Not always, but sometimes it happens. And then we're hopefully capable as Christians to endure it joyfully. Joyfully endure it. Understanding that it is our privilege, as the book says, to believe in Jesus, but also to suffer for him. The book says, Christ suffered in the flesh. Therefore, arm yourself with his same mentality. And, you know, we got to feel good about it. You know, we have to accept it and, and embrace it. And certainly because, as the book says once again, we won't be tested beyond our strength. So stop questioning. That's the thing. Again, putting God on the witness stand. Why this? Why that? Well, why don't you just shut your big yapper and accept how life works? Man, look at, look at your past for a moment, if you would. You notice the patterns, don't you? Whether you're ecstatically happy or down in the dumps miserable, number one, whatever end of the spectrum you're on, it doesn't last. It passes on. So there's a continuum there and, and, and a pattern for us to follow and recognize 
So we don't panic in certain situations, realizing things will pass, things will get better, things happen for a reason. Now, now you can have that positive attitude and mentality, or you can just complain day in and day out. Complain, complain, complain. And I know what I'm talking about because I was number one complainer. Yeah, I was no picnic back then, as if I am now. You guys decide. But, but the idea is, the, as long as you're complaining, you're going to be stuck in this major rut, spinning your wheels, going nowhere, except deeper into the mud and going backwards. So let's adopt God's philosophy of life since he created the thing. And, and let's adopt the behaviors of Jesus. Again, he's our role model. He taught us how to act. All right? And what to do. If he complained all his life, then he'd be setting a tone for us to complain. That we'd have the green light to complain if Jesus himself did, but I don't believe he did. Correct me if I'm wrong. So if God did it, do it. If he didn't do it, then don't do it. Okay, Let's see what we learned so far, shall we? Don't Bring Up God is a radio show hosted by Robert with his sometime friend and nemesis, I can't tell which, the board guy. It airs every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 on WAEB 790 AM. Don't Bring Up God is a live call-in show at 610-720-7900 where you can give comments of intelligence, wisdom, stupidity, ridiculousness, or even insanity. Now that's what real freedom is all about. We play no favorites here. Come one and all. Except maybe for you, listening at the kitchen table, unshaven, in your polka dot underwear. You, maybe we can do without. We've also learned we can agree and disagree with the content of God and the Bible without wishing hell upon each other. So let's keep this locomotive radio show going. Woo-woo! And call 610-720-7900. On the way over here, I was listening to this song, and it was very playful, very whimsical, nice song. I guess it's contemporary. I guess it's relatively new. And I guess this young woman was singing about how she just killed her boyfriend and new girlfriend. Yeah, I guess, I don't know. I only heard bits of it. But even if it was jokingly said or fantasy said or whatever you're, you're putting that in the minds of young kids listening to to music and that ain't cool yeah i killed my boyfriend and his girl for his new girlfriend you know just so whimsical about it. it taking away the sanctity of life and 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 people will say sometimes ah it's just a song relax has a good beat yeah as long as it has a good beat it's good to go. Let's not question it. Yeah. But that stuff sinks into your head. We'd be surprised what sinks into our head, our subconscious, over time. And that, and that, is, so hu- that is so negatively huge, that song. But to me, I don't think it's an accident. I just think it's uh, the further downfall of society. And you got to get to the kids. If you want to break a society... Let the old people die off. Kill them if you have to. Accelerate that process. And then on the other end, you got to stop new life. So do what you got to do to encourage or manipulate vaccines, for instance, and other things to incur uh, miscarriages and and born in, in some kind of horrible way that... They abort, uh, whatever the case, you, you got to cut the life cycle off to a degree. You got to slow it down at least. That's that's what these people think. So, and, and the other thing is the young kids that are still living at the moment, you got to get to them. Got to get to the young youth. I don't know if youth is anything but young, right? Those two words really didn't belong together. But you got to get to the young people. And they do. And the best way to do that is through the media, through songs. Man, songs are so powerful. 
maybe more than anything. And sometimes songs are good. You know, when you're, when you're left depressed and miserable and all by yourself, nobody to help. You know, I, I remember listening to songs with tears in my eyes in my room by myself, crying, listening to the words, and the words back then were good words that you could understand. Nowadays, I don't know what's going on. Like, like, this, like this old song. The birdies chirping. Were they, were, was that a bird? Or maybe a voice? I don't know. Sing. Oh, I love this. Sing a song. Entertainer. Sing out loud. Karen Carpenter. Sing out strong. Let's listen. Sing of good things, not bad. Sing of happy, not sad. Listen to her voice. You can tell that she actually cares about her fellow man. Her sincerity comes through so strongly. The care and love and concern. Do we get that nowadays? I don't think so. Karen, yes, we're on a first-name basis. Karen strikes me as a person who was too good for this world. I guess she had problems with anorexia and bulimia. She seemed too pure for this rotten core of an apple world. As it's Funky Sunday. they can hurt you just like anything a knife can be used to cut a juicy steak or it could be used to hurt somebody so use your music wisely there's a lot of good stuff out there i'm gonna mention what's her name stephanie gretzinger again uh you should take the time to look her up great stuff on her part as I wait for another song from the board guy about songs. Hey, we got like eight, eight minutes left, roughly. Board guy, the, the rest of the show is yours. Just play whatever you want, because I know you're a DJ at heart. I know that you are. Just play it. Evidently, nobody's calling. I think the phones might be broken. Is this the first time we're never going to have a call? That's hard to believe. Somebody break that. Somebody not allow that record to be broken at 610 720 Seven nine zero zero. Unless you're happy listening to music, I am. Man, I don't know how long I'm going to have to wait for a common song. I don't. I don't know if it's that difficult. 
You don't have to look up Gretzinger. Do you... Although, no, he didn't. Okay. This is, uh... You fill up my senses oh, The mountain guy. Like night in a forest Like the mountains in springtime Like a walk in the rain Like a storm in the desert like a sleepy blue ocean Do you fill up my senses? Come fill me again You know, just as I'm getting into this song let me love Denver, I forget his first name Let me give my life So pleasant you. and lovely Just as I'm getting into it, floating on let a cloud I get three calls all in a row. All the lines are jammed all of a sudden. But that's okay. Let's get to them one at a time. Who's this? Go ahead. This is Steve. What's up, Steve? Just about what's going on in popular culture today. This Barbie movie, uh, a couple of my friends wanted to take their kids who were like six to eight. Then they started reading up on it. You just can't believe what they're pushing down these kids' throats. I sent you a, a clip. There's an Asian lady on a subway. She started taking down all this stuff about all kinds of sexuality on the subway. People are finally starting to stand up to it. But there's an MSNBC article I sent too. On MSNBC, they're portraying it as we're a bunch of vigilantes. We're out, you know, like destroying property. I mean, give me a break. It's all stupidity at this point. Uh, they are, without question, attacking our kids. And it's a matter of, of what we're going to do about it. Are we going to let them do whatever they choose, or are we going to protect them at every cost? But they didn't do anything in Germany 80 years ago when they did this. How did that work out? Yeah, I mean, usually like 5% five, 5 of a population fights back. The rest watch TV. Thanks for the call. Got to let you go. Who's this? Go ahead. Hi, Robin. Tom, good morning. What's up, Tom? Yeah, I just want to say two things. You're such an encouragement to the Lehigh Valley. Thank you. And uh, God wouldn't, I can see God would, didn't want anything to happen to you in the monastery. Because yeah. He, knew, he knows your potential in your heart like me. And uh, we, are the, we are the generation, there's more than one, that is called to spread the light, the gospel in the darkness. It's so dark. It's so dark now. It and, is, uh, and it's all predicted from the Bible, okay? So that encourages yeah. that should encourage us even more to fight on Jesus's and God's behalf because he's told yeah. us what's going to happen. Yes, it's exciting, but we're the ones. We're the people like you, myself, and others that call in. We have, we are the ones. We're either going to make the difference or we're going to let the darkness increase. Exactly. If you're, not gonna, if you're not willing to fight, then get out of the way. Thanks for the call. Okay, another call. Who's this? Hello. What's up? Hey, uh, yeah, this is Roy. Uh, um, man, you're you're breaking my heart this morning. All those songs, man. That's it's great. This is great. Um, yeah, I was gonna say, like, you know, music is 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 wonderful in in a lot of ways, but you know, it stirs the heart. You know, it it uh, it just opens up your emotions. You know it. Is it true? I heard. I thought I heard this in church that uh, Christianity is the only religion that that uses music in its services, singing, singing. Like I don't know if that's true, but like you know, the Islam and and uh, Jewry and all. But uh, well, that's possible. I never thought about that. I might have to research. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe maybe it is. Like like. Uh, you know, it says in the Bible, where your heart is, there will be your treasure also. And, uh, you know, if, if if Christianity can stir the heart with music, maybe that, that, that helps. That helps us get closer to God. It's definitely a major factor in our in our lives. Thanks for the call. I got to go one last one, and then we're going to say goodbye. Who's this? Hello? Stop listening to your radio. Come on. Who's on? Who's it? Oh, yeah. how you, how you is, doing this show? Joe, is that you? Yeah, I'm having What are you doing? <laughs> You're a professional caller, and, and I hear a dog, <laughs> I, I hear silence, I, I hear static, I hear other people. 
Yeah, I know, I know. What Sorry, are you doing to me? Technical uh, it's spiritual warfare. But speaking about Psalms and all that, you're so right. I mean, the Word of God in the Book of Psalms is a Word of God set to music, and it's such a powerful combination to teach truth and kind of drive it home. And what you're pointing out in the culture, I mean, Satan, Satan, it, it indicates he was the worship leader, heaven as Lucifer, and then when he fell. Uh, it talks about him able to make music with uh, the way he was even created. So it, it's no um, surprise that he has such an influence on the culture through music and driving home his messages of evil. Yeah, it's pathetic the way it, it happens, and it's very effective. It works oh, on yeah. these young kids that that half of their cranium is still empty because they're growing up and learning. And they learn the be- they learn the wrong things, either consciously or subconsciously. Right, and then the entertainment you're talking about, movies and things like that. Yeah, uh, you know. Has- so let's all work together. Let's all work together and follow Jesus's lead. That's the best thing we can do. Thank you for the call. Thank you for the call. Hey, we got another call, but I can't get to you because I'm running out of time. You you call her that uh, I couldn't get to. Call next week. Hey. It's a free-for-all. That's why I'm here. All roads lead back to God. Tyler, we love you. We'll see you again. WAEB, Allentown. Listen on your free iHeartRadio app for all your music, radio, and podcasts.